0: Why do you think other people believe in God? Given that, like Mark Twain or other unknown quote, why do you th- why do you think humans need to create a, a deity, deity?
1: Well, because I think I think life is full of mystery, uh, mysteries. I mean, just like like serious question. Like you're, it's four o'clock in the morning and you're smoking a joint on your couch and you're like, "How did we get here? Who are we?" Right? Like that's a serious question, and and religion tries to answer some of those questions. Um, you know. Um, but it also is a is kind of code. I mean, if I do believe in God in any way, I mean, uh, as a creator, you know, I definitely don't believe there's a God who's guiding us. Like, you can, like, pray and say, I hope the Buccaneers win today, you know, because God <laughs> loves Tom Brady better than the other guy, right? Um, so, like, I don't believe in that, but the idea of some being or some energy that is the creator, um, you can kind of look at that and, and say um, you know, kind of I don't know, engage with, with with that sort of idea, um, because it's, it's it's an ineffable question. You can't really come to an answer. Nobody can really know what it means. But I do think that if there is a God, there is a sort of sense of values that we all have inside ourselves. The average person could not kill somebody. Nobody can kill somebody and not feel bad about it. The people who don't feel bad about it are sociopaths, psychopaths. Um, stealing from somebody, or some of the various codes that are found in the Ten Commandments. If a normal person will feel terrible to do that, right? I believe that if there is some kind of God, it is imprinted upon our DNA. And the ones who are sociopaths and psychopaths are outside of life. But a normal person knows right and wrong. And so that's, I think, uh, the Torah and things like that kind of uh, expanded upon uh, the, the normal uh, human code of contact, the conduct that many of us have.
2: So that's actually very interesting because, um, so recently I read a book by, uh, so he's a Israeli professor of history. His name's uh, Yuval Noah Harari. So he, read, he wrote a book called Sapiens and in it he tackles the question of religion and he says that it's, uh, it's used as a tool so that people, uh, like massive amounts of people can all coordinate and work together in society. Like we need to believe in something. Otherwise, we're just going to be uh, disunified. So would it be similar to like that, what you're saying?
0: Like an abstract.
2: We we definitely do need to believe in something. Sure. But I I think
1: there's something beyond, um, you know, kind of um, communal things. Like, as I said, a, a person who's not a sociopath or a psychopath knows what's right and wrong, I believe. That's like embedded into our DNA. So that's God. If there's a God, you know what I mean? Because it's something I think that, that, that goes through all societies. Um, and so, let's, you know, obviously the Hitlers of the world are psychopaths. Donald Trump is a sociopath, you know what I mean? Like, these are different kinds of people that don't seem to engage with that. But, you know, 90-plus percent of, of the population, I believe, uh, knows they have
2: this inner guiding light that tells them
1: what right wrong.
2: So, about that right or wrong. So, do you think that religion should play any influence in politics at all? Like certain certain laws being based on religious principles, or um, well, not in America because America is supposed to be a
1: country that is uh, a secular country in that way. And again, like right now, there's the overturning of Roe versus Wade, where uh, the idea is that uh, abortion is legal and wrong, but that's not the way Jewish people see it. So that infringes on Jewish people's rights. So we may end up seeing cases in the Supreme Court with Jewish people as being like, "I uh, have a right to an abortion because of my religion." So you know, the the whole American system is not supposed to be based on faith and religion. Other countries uh, do have uh, uh, their societies kind of based on that. But That's not what America is supposed to be about.
0: But given that, like, America is kind of, like, so the influence is there regardless, I'm trying, like, I think we wanted to say, because, like, for example, when you say, like, um, the Star-Spangled Banner, or, like, any chant, I mean, it's like, in one God individual, I mean, you're, you're, like, there, and then when the president takes the oath, they take it with the Bible, same with the Supreme Court justices. And given that, like, religious, even though it's tradition, those are religious values instilled in law which in America, as you said, is supposed to become purely secular, do you think those traditions should change? Um, and do you think, like, when choosing Supreme Court justices or other judges around the world, they should take into account their their involvement in religion to make sure that they're not too religiously involved that would sway their judicial decision? Well,
1: let's, let's go back to the first part of that question. I, th- I think it's not a matter of whether it should change or shouldn't change. I think it's always going to be a push and pull. And I think a healthy society is constantly in dialogue, so there's a push and pull both ways. So it, 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 it works as it is now if there's allowed to be a push and pull from both sides, a constant dialogue, constantly re, reinventing a discussion. So as far as that, I think it's, it's fine, but we in a free society with the First Amendment are able to keep going back and forth on that. As far as the Supreme Court, I and mean, the last three justices were all put on with a certain litmus test, um, the Federal Society put in place Saying that they uh, Would overturn the reverse way That was their, their guiding light And they come from a more religious background Especially um, well, all three of them do uh, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Coney and Barrett So um, I don't know, it's weird uh, I mean, there used to be Three or four Jewish justices On the Supreme Court But I, I don't know if they they uh, Wore their Judaism on, on their lapels where everybody could see it whereas these three are coming out as Christians do you know what I mean so there's something oh. different uh, we'll probably never ever see more than one or two Jews in the at a time ever again I think those days passed
2: so you talked about that tug and pull between you know secularism and uh religious values in the government so do you think that's better than, you know, the extremes where, you know, on one end, all religion, no secularism, secularism like Saudi Arabia. And then on the other end, maybe you have something like the USSR, which was, yeah. I mean, you could argue it was a religion, but, you know, very godless in its actions.
1: Well, no, I think obviously I don't think extremes are healthy um, and America's trying to, to go in that middle ground. I, th- I still think America's tending more towards extremes right now, I think. Places like Canada, Australia, and a lot of Europe, northern European countries are, are definitely uh, much more moderate right now, I think. Um, I'm seeing a lot of extremism in America, in, in America right now. The fact that there are a number of uh, justices on there that want to um, um, put their their finger on the scale for what they believe in, even though it's against the will of the majority. I mean, about 70% of the country is, is, is pro-Roe versus Wade. They don't want Roe to be, didn't want Roe to be overturned. So, um you know we're seeing sort of a tyranny of the minority right now which could be dangerous so um i don't think extreme societies are healthy obviously saudi arabia isn't unhealthy society obviously the soviet union was deeply unhealthy um and yeah and 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 it was a godless society but it was completely replaced with uh, communism which was god under different names and it was the same kind of way of dealing with things do you know what i mean
0: do you think the extremism in america given the power of the minorities, was caused in part by religious values instilled at youth and other times?
1: Uh, I think religious value, there's a lot of things. The whole, the whole um, um, myth of this country, how it kind of came together, um, you know, this kind of uh, rugged individualism, uh, hyper-selfishness. You know, I don't believe that America is simply uh, a capitalist society. I think America is an uber capitalist society because it doesn't have any of the healthy balances of aspects of socialism that you might see in other capitalist societies where people are taken care of with socialized medicine. That's a healthy thing for people or subsidized university and colleges, things like that. So we're an uber um, capitalist society, um, which is quite extreme in its own right, but there's a a kind of a selfish thread here. Um, But I think one of the most dangerous things is, is the, the religious adherence to the Second Amendment is that people feel that they have such a a right to um, carry weapons to well beyond what the founders ever intended, I believe. I mean, uh, back then it would take you, like, you can, like, load a a musket and then fire a bullet every minute. Now you can walk into a school with um, an AR-15 and, 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 you know, kill 100 people in seconds. It's it's terrifying. I don't think that was ever the intention. Um, I'm sure you're aware of Kyle Rittenhouse, the uh, guy who so killed a couple of people, protesters in Wisconsin, state lines. Uh, if you're on Twitter, he's, he's posting a lot on Twitter. He's, he's lionized by certain people. But nothing can take away the fact that he's killed two people, whether you believe he was defending himself or not. It's not something to be celebrated. He killed two people. You know, and that's it's really dark. Um, so I, I think uh, a lot of the extremism comes from the rugged individualism, selfishness, the belief that uh, Americans have a certain um, special mission uh, kind of ties in with manifest destiny. I and mean, if you look back to the the founding of this country and how the, the Native Americans were, were, were wiped out and how every treaty that they ever had was, was, was uh, breached and broken, things, it makes me sick to think about. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about what happened during slavery, um, but we talk very little about what happened to the, the Native Americans that were here beforehand, and there's never really been a reckoning with that, and it's sickening. Um, you know, I grew up, you know, in Canada, but I watched a lot of American television, and I grew up with Schoolhouse Rock, and they talked about Manifest Destiny and kind of moving the Indians out, and that's that's sick propaganda. That it took me almost 50 years to realize I was being like, given this sickening propaganda. You know, it's really messed up. So um, you know, this country's built on um, on uh, the death, uh, the genocide made from Americans, on the, um, um, I don't even know what you would call it, what happened to the african beyond slavery, because it went beyond slavery, but the horrific mistreatment of that. And then even the working class of this country, to this day, I mean, right now we have this whole oligarchy of these Billionaires the like Elon Musk is just like, running Russia right now on Twitter. I it's, it's extremely dangerous. I mean, they use the word oligarchs in Russia, but we have oligarchs here too. And they're very dangerous. Donald Trump was another oligarch, Elon Musk is. Um, and they're not all evil. Um, some try to do good work. Uh, what's his name, um, Mark Cuban. You know Mark Cuban? Yeah. The Dallas Mavericks owner. Well, he's also created a new. Um, pharmaceutical. pharmaceutical.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah so I, I actually get my medications from that, and it's so much cheaper than that. He's going to build a big uh, factory in Dallas where people can get generic medications for their two- So they'll mark yeah. about uh, so, you know two or three times what costs as opposed to seven or eight hundred times. So they'll still be able to make enough profit to keep going.
0: So there's the yeah. pharmaceutical. So, you have, like the Bill and Melinda Foundation, which yep. also do you think, like. How, how do religious values tie in with all of this, like, entire mess? I know it's multifactorial, but...
2: Yeah. Um, no, it, oh, just, like, another thing to add on. So, really, what I've been getting so far, it's you can't really get rid of religion in a society. You can never have a... Because it's always replaced by something else. Uh, yeah, the Soviet so you need still
1: religion by a different name. Yeah,
2: no, it, the religion of communism. Yeah. Uh, so, while it's something that we can't get rid of, and this sort of lead back, leads back to stephen's question is there a way to have the positive aspects of religion have only those incorporated in society and have all the negative aspects you know be replaced yeah, Spencer,
1: no because your positive is not my positive Do you know what i mean like there's yeah. there's tens of millions of americans who think it's very positive that a woman should not have the right to choose but it's but there's for even more millions tens of millions it's not positive so there's no clear definition of what's positive and what's negative, and, and these things change over time. I mean, 20 years ago, gay marriage was uh, was seen as a, a, a no-go. In um, Barack Obama's first term as president, he was not pro-gay marriage, and that's changed to the point where you had a number of Republican senators voting for this defense of, not defense of marriage, whatever it's called now, the equality in marriage. Um, so that's evolving. Um, so, again, what's positive and what's negative depends on where, you're, where you stand and what perspective you're of. In the same way that somebody asks um, you know, the whole idea that one man's freedom fighter is another person's uh, terrorist. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, a lot of the people that founded the State of Israel are, are heroes in Israel, and I, I totally get that if someone else supports Israel. But to other people, they're terrorists. They're terrorists to the British. Um, so, the same, so you can't ever say, Only the good things are only the bad things. we'll never agree on what the good things are and what the bad things
0: are. Yeah. And tying back into, like, the last question, because, like, I I really, like, enjoy how you, I mean, I don't enjoy it, but I find it very interesting that you mentioned, like, the juxtaposition between the freedom fighters and terrorism. Because I think that also, like, ties into religion, because although religion can be a moral conduct for some, it can also be a motivator to do painfully terrible things under justifications of God, Allah, religion, however you want to coin it. Um, And I think that plays a role in also a lot of the destruction we see, especially in that Middle Eastern region. So do you think the, the, the destruction that the God, that, um, Using the name God and religion covers and uses that justification. Do you think that nullifies the other nations that use it as a moral conduct and engage in peace?
1: Well, I don't think that Islam and Judaism have to clash. I think it's a different thing. It's political Islam. It's, it's using Islam as a political weapon um, in, in that way. Because Islam in its own right does not have to disagree with Judaism and vice versa. There's no reason that Jews and Muslims can't get along. And they did for <coughs> various times in history, especially in, in Spain. Um, so, you know, I was thinking, like, if you go to the West Bank, um, there was a guy who was, <coughs> um, you know, um, public enemy number one in Israel in the 90s. His name was Yehi Ayash, the engineer. He did a lot of suicide bombings. But... Um, if you were to go to the west bank of gaza he would be considered a hero they would have posters up of him or i think they might even have things like trading cards like baseball cards so and so from our perspective the guy's evil but from the other perspective um you know they're saying this will bring us closer to what we want uh, so um, i think that's a misguided belief i think i think really think it could have been a healthy two-state solution without um you know politicians using religion on both sides to get in the way uh, I believe the jews should be allowed to live in, in the west bank but the way it's been done with these kind of settlements and a, more f- a, f- a fanatical kind of settlement has made it into adversarial but there's no reason that jews shouldn't be allowed to live in hebron they've lived there for thousands of years uh, mm-hmm. i don't believe it's occupied territory i believe it's disputed territory um to say that a jew can live anywhere in the world but they can't live in hebron but yet the people who live there are the most extreme and it leads to clashes and violence and, and this and that so it's impossible to unravel this kind of mess, but it is a mess. Um, and yeah. yeah.
0: Do you think like, I, I, I was wording that question towards Judaism and Islam because that's like the obvious conflict, but I was also really wanted to like focus on many of the supposedly less obvious horrors in the world. Like for example, you mentioned Native American slavery. They usually, I mean, the Spaniards in the South who used the Southern um, Native Americans and the English, I mean the English the the colonists who went there were, were like evangelicalists. They went to they went to um study their own religion because they were persecuted in England. So many of these colonies, many of these like enslavements, were used under the justification of God. They were used they were enslaving Native Americans so that they can preach God's name. They were even like in slavery, like God gave them this right to enslave um these African Americans so like even if it's Christianity Hinduism Islam no matter what religion it is it ends up being a justification for destruction and yep. do you think like that total destruction given all the religion like nullifies the the peace that religion provides the the kind of balance it provides to our extreme individualistic society
1: well if I was to say it does nullify, it wouldn't matter I mean you know, it, yeah, what was done in the name of religion was was horrific. Um, and, you know, again, I, I've always been what I consider a secular person, even though almost all of my writing deals with religion in one way or another, which is an odd thing. I mean, as I said, I think my writing is my own rabbinic education um, because I, maybe I'm not comfortable with, like, becoming you know, religious. I'd probably, who knows? Maybe I'd be a fanatic if I was religious, you know, like if I'd stated that yeshiva uh and got the black hat and the side curls. i mean I probably there's probably a fanatic in me and i probably knew that um but i, I don't i don't know if you can say one thing can nullify another but uh there's no doubt that the use of uh, the spaniards used with religion i mean look at the, the the inquisition something i didn't know until much later in life it didn't end until the 1800s you know, it started in 1492 it went on for hundreds of years and it was carried over to Mexico and South America and things like that. Like, that's that's horrific if you think about it. Um, the damage that the Inquisition did is also, like, something we don't think much about. You know, in high school, you probably learn about the Inquisition in a paragraph, a page on the Holocaust, three pages on slavery, two pages on Reconstruction. You know what I mean? So, like, it, it's everything's boiled down, and, and, and we're missing out on, on the texture of this, like, I'm reading a book right now about uh, the pogroms in in Ukraine between uh, 1918 and 1921 when over 100,000 Jews were murdered. Um, And I'm reading that right now because there's such an upsurge in anti-Semitism right now. And I'm afraid that most people think that that there was a Holocaust nothing before and nothing after. And, um, you know, there was, you know, Jews have been murdered all kinds of times. It wasn't just during that time, but in the 1880s, in Russia, Jews were in the 1600s in Ukraine. Obviously the Inquisition, the the, the Crusades, um, I mean, tons of Jews were murdered during the Crusades. So this has always been happening. I mean, the word ghetto uh, comes from, uh, in Venice, the Jews were shoved into these ghettos, uh, you know, 800, 900 years ago. That's where it comes from. So we're living in an ahistorical time where people can literally shout Kanye was right. Because they don't know anything, um, but they do know that it's okay to hate Jews because it's always been acceptable. I mean, uh, how many Jews were murdered in Europe before the Americans even got involved in, in World War II? Um, you know, I know Roosevelt wanted to get involved, but the rest of his government didn't. Um, so I don't even know where I'm going with this, except to say that uh, you know, there's some there's some some dark stuff that that can be brought up by, 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 yeah. uh, by and,
2: and
0: the jews have been on the wrong end of a lot of things because there's fewer of us. yeah and you i think, think they were oh sorry. sorry
2: yeah you got this just like a small question so as for the jews so you think they were persecuted solely be, uh, because of the religious practices of their neighbors and that led to their persecution or they were persecuted because the jews had their beliefs that were different from everyone else and then that led to the persecution how ah, you're different from me i'm not to
1: well, I think a lot of the original conspiracy theories are all related to Jews. I mean, we're in an age right now when conspiracy theories are, are the order of the day among certain people, but uh, the conspiracy theory that Jews killed Jesus is one. Uh, the conspiracy theory that uh, Jews were well poisonous, you know, I mean, there's a pretty clear uh, reason for, for why that happened. The Jews kept their, their um, um, sewage away from their drinking water, you know, various things like that. So, you know, a lot of anti-Semitism comes from conspiracy theories. The Protocols of the Elders of Zion was a fake uh, document that was a conspiracy theory. Uh, Jews using the blood level, Jews using uh, Christian blood for, for ritual purposes is is an absurd um, conspiracy because, you know, if you look at kosher meat, there's no blood at all in it, you know what I mean? So it's like, Jews don't even want to deal with that shit. So now you have to put an explicit on the podcast. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, people have always, I mean, Jews have been different. They've always been a, a, a minority community. Um, and when there were large amounts of them, they were spread out enough that they couldn't organize. Um, they spoke different languages. Um, they dressed differently. Um, you know, they smelled differently. Jews were, they ate garlic when other people weren't eating garlic. Yeah, they Jews smelled like so it was just like a, a lot of stuff. And, and, and. It's a historical continuum that is not ending. When, when I grew up, when I was your age, I thought we had already reached the end of history. I thought anti-Semitism was the past. I thought racism was coming to an end. I really did believe that, but that's an absurd thought.
0: Mm-hmm. And like, I don't mean to play the devil's advocate, but I probably will. Um, I I don't even think like it necessarily is just Judaism, because like a lot of the racism and other things around the world has also have also occurred with Judaism on obviously not the right side but the opposing side the one that dealt it for example a lot of the like in Virginia in the colonies Jews made up probably 20% of the population that was one of the big plantation regions with where Jews owned numerous slaves and they enslaved. Are
1: you sure that's true? I'm not
2: aware of that fact I, I, some, uh, are you sure it's true yeah, uh, yeah. there was there was a prominent uh floridian senator and he i forget his name but he was a he was a sephardic jew i think he went was a benjamin judah something
0: yeah,
1: and I, know, and I know that the, the Secretary um, of War during the Civil War was Judah P. Benjamin, who was Jewish.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. on the Confederacy he was, side.
1: He was more complicated than that. He was, he was quite a thinker as well. I mean, there's nuance.
0: Yeah, coined the, yeah, the of brains course. of the Confederacy, the brains of the Confederacy. But other than that, like, I mean, a lot of the bachelors, the ones who were in these colonies, enslaved um, African Americans. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not. Well, I, I, out do, the Jews yes, or, I do
1: not believe the Jews are, are, are better people than other people. So, yes, any atrocity that other people do jews are equally as able to do that um because people are um constantly uh, in need of of being reminded that they need to be better humans but it doesn't take much to strip away uh the permissions to allow you to do horrific things and then jews are also capable of that true
0: yeah i think like it's just like important to like understand that kind of no one is exempt from religion's impacts on destruction and influences, because as you can see, that's been a case for all groups, not just Jews. No, no, no.
1: There there, there are groups of fanatics in Israel right now who, uh, young uh, religious Jews who try and uh, trash the Church of Dormition or uh, Jacob's Tomb or go to various Palestinian villages and do things. Um, You know, it's it's not what Jews are supposed to do, but it is a thing that fanatical human beings do. Fanatics of all types are similar to other. Jewish fanatic is much more similar to a Muslim fanatic than than they are to a suburban Jew or a suburban Muslim. You know, like fanaticism binds itself to its own kind of connective tissue, and you see similarities across those uh, um, across all boundaries.
0: Uh huh.